Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. Listen, we're going to do a cold open today because both you and I are aggravated, and really it's your fault on what? both counts. And so let me just dive right in here. We're starting late. I'm in the Eastern Time Zone. I'm in freaking Toledo, Ohio. And for people who say it's lovely this time of year, they're lying. But James, I want to get, we'll get to your story in just a second, but I want to get to this polling because uh, remember how the thumbs down used to make me nuts? Yes. This polling thing now has got me crazy because I know you're in collusion that uh, we need to impeach Breakwell. He's in collusion with the interns <laughs> to make this go. Because I get a whole sack of mail every week. Viewer mail that comes into me, Dr. Steve, and I, I just pulled four. Just pulled four letters at random. That letters, postcards, people write all kinds of things. And I just want to give you a taste of what comes into me. I know which way the public leans, even though it doesn't reflect it in the polls. But here's one uh, from Helen in Yonkers. Uh, Dear Steve, James sucks. I mean, just really, she's to the point. That's a very direct lady. Eight-year-old Timmy. Timmy in Walla Walla, Washington. When do you ever get to say Walla Walla, right? He writes, Dear Dr. Steve, very respectful young man, <laughs> says that you're the best part of the show uh, and James smells like a fart. I, I, I don't know, eight-year-old kids, they're weird. From uh, the great country of Iowa, we've got to get James off the show. Signed, Breakwell's mother. I, come on, James. <laughs> come on, your own family. And lastly, we have international mail, James, from the Dalai Lama himself. It's got his letterhead. The Dalai Lama writes, What is the sound of one hand clapping? It's what I'd like to hear more of from Breakwell. So, look, I don't know what's going on with you and the interns. I, I was going to do a whole number with Frozen tonight, but I just, I'm disgusted, James. I'm disgusted. So how many weeks in a row is that that you've lost? You know. You know exactly how many <laughs> weeks in a row you've lost. I, I don't I don't put numbers to things, James. I, uh, I, I go by feel. I'm I don't in, go by. I'm number. in an era of such abundance. I haven't even been counting, but I'm gonna guess eight or nine. <laughs> like we're into like month number three now, where I have just been crushing you, and it's been amazing. And you have been putting up all kinds of hurdles to try to stop me from beating you. You tried to make this not even happen tonight. I have to call you at a seedy hotel room. I can't call you directly. I got to do the front desk. I get to the front desk. They put me on hold. I wait on hold for 13 minutes. And then you and I had a whole text conversation. Yes. The and then when I finally get the person on the phone, I'm like, I just need room 130. She's like, you were on hold all that time just for room 130. Like she knew that you were in that room. And how nobody in their right mind would wait to talk to you. So that's the position I'm in. But I have to because i got to keep the streak alive. i got to keep beating you because it's what the people want. Outside of those four imaginary friends you just made up, everybody else just loves the consistent beatings I'm dealing out. Even when you, you know, especially because of the hats. The hats, the accents. I mean, you are basically the villain in every professional wrestling match. You are the person <laughs> everyone tunes in to see lose. And I just need a folding chair and this, this show will be complete. Uh, we're going to have a coal miners match. <laughs> we're uh, up on a ladder. We've got brass knuckles. <clears throat> uh -huh. 
James, I have Princess Elsa on my hat tonight. You can't call me a villain. Come on, I'm a good guy. She is a monster. She threatened to like freeze out the world. I she could have she could have brought about another ice age. We're talking global famine. Don't believe the Disney propaganda. She nearly killed us all. But you would know that if you had any kids under the age of 30. It did come up on Twitter. You got a daughter in college and a teenage son. Why do you own a frozen hat? And the answer is obvious, James. Come on. All right. So you've reached wrong and wronger. And this is the podcast where we argue about things that don't matter to anybody with polling numbers that get made up on the spot by James and his trio of henchmen. But James, what are we going to argue about this evening? Escalators. Should you walk up them or stand stationary and just go along for the ride? Oh, and it's so obvious that one of those is profoundly annoying. Yes. So escalators, do you walk up them or just stand on them? And uh, James, I don't have the Guam quarter. I don't have my little thing along with me so I can plug the headphones into the phone. Like I am uh, discombobulated would be an upgrade from where I'm at. I do have though, because apparently the US Mint ran out of states but still has to try to bilk the public for more money. So I have the Great Smoky Mountain quarter of fate today from my state, home state of Tennessee. But before we get there, we do have to compliment each other. And despite your rather exquisitely contrived aggravation, what is your compliment for me this week, James? Oh, man, I have I have complimented Ooh. slash Ooh. insulted practically every aspect of your life. I, 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 I don't know. I got I to gotta dig deep here. I guess I'm going to compliment you for having such a cold head that you can wear these hats week after week. <laughs> And not overheat. I would be just, you know, gushing sweat out. But you, you'd lose so much heat through the top of your head because there's just not much going on up there. Just just ventilation. That's all it basically is, is a vent on your head. So you, you can wear these hats and be comfortable. You can be room temperature. It, you know, it helps you don't have any hair up there. But either way, that's, uh, I, I guess I'm going to compliment you on having good circulation and good loss of body heat. Props to you. You can wrap up like a grandmother and still remain comfortable at room temperature. James, it's so cold. <laughs> That's a reference you don't get. That's from Eddie Murphy Raw, which was before you were born, literally. Yes. But James, I'm in Toledo, man. It's oh. where polar bears go to die By the, of like exposure. I uh, So I, I got to listen to the hotel's hold message about a thousand times in a row. <laughs> and I was trying to get, I, I, could, I kept missing what town you were in, but they kept saying Toledo, more like Funsville. And they just said it over oh, and over God. again. <laughs> I was like, I'm not the best writer in the world, but if they gave me like $8, I could probably come up with a better slogan than that. Well, the more appropriate slogan actually got the first person fired. So maybe this was the best of all possible worlds. James, after perusing your, uh, again, rather lengthy email what? this morning, I got to compliment you on wherewithal because you have intestinal fortitude to hang in there with these pigs despite the fact that they are deconstructing your life, one cabinet, one move, one hoof print at a time. And I, I don't know if I could have done it, James. I, you know the old saying, it takes a village to eat a pig. <laughs> and I think uh, this would have happened a long time ago. So props to you for watching your life disintegrate slowly 
It's not like a plane crash. This is more like, like a slow-rolling freight train that's becoming derailed over time. And one car after the other slams into houses and apartment complexes and assisted living facilities. And that is your life. And yet, here you are every week. We've got one great pig and one one not-so-great pig. And you average them together and you get one mediocre pig. And that's where we're at. On average, we've got <laughs> mediocre pigs. So we're doing okay. Well, on average, we have uh, a decent host. So what will the two sides represent for you this week, James Breakwell? Heads walk up the escalator, tails stand perfectly still. Ooh, you threw me on that one. Usually yes. I know where you are. All right, walking is heads. It is up, it is down, and it is tails. It is on the cabin in the Great Smoky Mountains. And so you, sir, have stand on an elevator. Well, thank goodness, because that's what, what, not elevator, escalator, escalator. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I hope I hope you're not walking up an elevator. I don't even know what that would entail. I, I shimmy it like a rope in gym class. Yes. But okay, the escalator moves for you. Somebody went through the trouble of designing a machine that goes up. It's supposed to carry your weight, and if you do nothing, if you do literally nothing other than stand there, you will be delivered to your destination. It does the work for you. If you walk up it as well, you're defeating the purpose. You're still putting the pain in your legs. They want the escalator there, so you're not deterred from going up another flight of stairs to shop. It just takes you there. You glide. It's it's it's, it's the machine world's gift to you. And if you walk, you're defeating the entire purpose. It's like driving your car, but also jogging in place while you're inside of it. Like, what's the point? The car's going to get you there anyway. You don't need the extra cardio. It's completely unnecessary. You don't need to be in such a hurry in life. It's going to, the escalator's going to get you up there in 20 seconds. Or if you walk like a maniac, you're going to get up there in 15 seconds. And you're never going to get an escalator where everybody walks anyway. So it's kind of like the person where there's like a line of 10 cars going down the road and car number 10 <laughs> zips around car number nine and now they're car number eight. It's like, what are you doing, man? You didn't get to the front of the line. You can't get to the front of the line. You're wasting your time. So if you go sprinting up this escalator, you're just going to get stuck behind somebody who's standing there. What did you accomplish? Nothing. You will get there in five seconds if you are patient like a regular person. Pretend for once in your life to be an adult, stand still, have some <laughs> dignity, have some patience, and the escalator will deliver you to the right place on time. James, I think uh, you standing still staring at the sun is about <coughs> as active as you tend to get. So I understand your point of view. And frankly, I, your car analogy or metaphor or simile or whatever you call it, you English majors know the answer to that question, but this is akin to putting your car in neutral and waiting for the Earth's rotation to what? ease it forward. Like, it just doesn't work that way, James. You've got to put a little effort into life. You and I are busy guys. You're not nearly as busy or as complicated as me. So when I get going somewhere, I got to get there because I have important things that I'm thinking about. You can always tell by the vexed expression on my face that I'm trying to solve major problems. So when I'm going A to B, I don't want to get slowed down by all the, the lemmings that are in between me and my destination. And I am not too big of a man to shove somebody out of the way to get moving on that escalator. Because James, the other part of this is I'm invested in my own 
own cardiac health. And so running up a flight of steps, which is ostensibly what an escalator turns into when you're moving, that uh, and carrying my rucksack on my back that has all of my gear that I carry through the airport when I'm working, like, man, I can burn a lot of calories. And it, it allows me to eat some of the things and make some of the dietary choices that I make throughout the day and still look as felt and awesome as I do. So, James, for those reasons, just uh, speed and efficiency in life, which is what adults tend to do. Teenagers tend to just sloth around and wait for the world to come to them. And also because I want to stay in shape. Those are the reasons that I walk up the escalator. Would you say you've been walking up a lot of escalators lately? <laughs> what chance? Why? 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 Why do you have to do this? <laughs> I just want to see what kind of shape walking up escalators gets you into. <laughs> if you want to be Exhibit A for the kind of the kind of results we can expect from from going up an escalator slightly faster. Oh. James, I had a nagging uh, overuse sports related injury <laughs> pop up the last couple of decades or so and it's kind of sidelined me from doing some of the lifestyle things that I want to accomplish so no lately I haven't been because my orthopedic surgeon said I need to back off for a little while if you were meant to walk up an escalator why would malls not just save money and put in stairs they're always looking to squeeze that extra cent of value out of places why would they bother putting in an expensive machine full of complicated moving parts if you're just going to walk up it anyway, if you're going to walk up it anyway, the mall could put in regular stairs. People could get their great exercise, as you so oddly allege, and the mall would, <laughs> and capitalism would move on. But that's not what happens because the American public wants convenience. They want comfort. They want luxury. They want to feel like a movie star being carried up the stairs by a army of hired, you know, underlings. That's, that's what this is. Like the pharaohs of Egypt used to be carried on the on the shoulders of, of slaves. Like that's what this is. Like this is just this is the royal experience, but today being born on a leader up the stage. It's it's riding on a cloud. Why would you put in your leg strain on top of that? I just I can't even sure. fathom. When's the last time you saw a mall with a staircase, with a stationary staircase? all have a staircase no. somewhere james you gotta find it if you're motivated okay, you'll ask like around the and fire escape where the stairs are. is where it is that but, that's it no, uh, that, 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 that's the only place <laughs> if you are going to burn alive go ahead and take the stairs otherwise stand still on the escalator i think that's the juxtaposition we need right there Sure. And if there's an electrical fire, you'll stand still and burn to death in your <laughs> shoes. Like, that's the option that you've got. And, <laughs> James, you call it a cloud. It's a metallic serrated cloud is what it is. But how can you argue that you're not getting up faster with an escalator than a flight of stairs? Says the guy who double times our podcast so you can skip over probably your clunky voice, but you slow down for my mellifluous voice. But you listen at double speed because, you know, you get the same bang for your buck and you do it even faster that is what the escalator and the walk can do for you yeah but i can listen to a podcast at double speaks so i don't run into another podcast that slows me down again you can't actually walk <laughs> up an escalator faster because it's never empty i've never seen an empty escalator you get on it you run into somebody in front of you and you're done and this is especially true at the airport i keep using the example of malls malls barely exist anymore but there are still escalators at the airport 
And uh, yeah. not the, not so much the flat walkways, which we are not debating today, but the actual ones that go up and down. You try to rush up yeah. that, you're going to run to somebody with a rolling suitcase, and there's no way past them. And somebody with a giant rolling suitcase isn't going to actively walk up those stairs and carry that thing. They've got 75 pounds of gear, so they're going to stand perfectly still. They're going to let the machine do the work because they already paid 600 bucks for that aircraft ticket. And you know what? Let the airport do a little bit of the work for once. Well, you've got to do a little manual labor yourself right now because we need to get numbers off of those dice of yours. Yes. Unless you come up with a dice rolling machine. I don't know. If I could, I would. Then I'd come up with a debate <laughs> yes. machine so I don't have to talk to you anymore. I'd... Wow. All right. If you want to vote for standing still on an escalator and enjoying the good things in life, vote for 20. If you want to vote for rushing up it so you can give yourself a heart attack like Steve... <laughs> vote for the number seven. And if you want to throw your vote away, vote for 93. 93. All right. So if you want to vote for James and doing nothing and ending up like one of the adults at the end of Wally, vote 20. If you want to encourage Steve to have a heart attack, which seems to be Breakwell's MO for the last couple, three years of our lives <laughs> together, vote for seven. That's me. And if you want to throw your vote away, just don't even bother putting down 93 because everyone who leaves feedback complains about the numbers and just votes for the one that James writes as number four anyway. But speaking of anyway... You can catch us anyway next week, too. Just keep tuning in. Hit that subscribe button, James. We've been rather remiss in our telling our listeners that. Whether you're on YouTube or on SoundCloud or iTunes, whatever you are, hit that subscribe, hit that like button. Write a nice review for me on those and leave Breakwell out of it so you don't get angry. But until next week, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell saying thanks for watching, thanks for listening, thanks for subscribing, and always remember, two wrongs can make a right.